0: Let's travel the world together. She can make it easy and in any kind of weather. No TSA, no bag checks, no patting down. She's talking from the skies and sending lots of feel-good sounds. Oh, Betty in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling. There's no doubt. B-b-b- Betty and the jets. She's weird and wonderful. Oh Betty, she's a podcast queen. She's wearing high-heel shoes. Got her wings on too. You know I never seen a better stew. Oh, B-b-b-b-bitty
1: and the jets. Hello and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and pilots, and from traveling around the world. In this episode we have stories about airplane training, weird guys, emergency landings, porn stars, bacon, and calf ropers. The music for the show I recorded at a wine festival in Frankfurt, Germany. You know, it's interesting. I didn't have much street music during the pandemic. Um, I mean, it was outside. They could have been outside, but uh, I guess everybody's just at home. But all of a sudden, now they're out again. So let's get on with the show. I don't talk about training flight attendant training that often because mine was so long ago but one of the things you always remember because it was during training you're always thinking is it the pool day is it the pool day is it the raft day is it the raft day because we have a day in training where they have an airplane and you're supposed to be in a ditching you know so you've made an emergency landing in water so you have rafts and they have everybody when i went through training Everybody was in your swimsuits. And I believe now they let you wear a t-shirt over your swimsuit. Not totally sure. But one of the things you have to do is you have to get... You're in the pool, in your swimsuit, and you have to get into the raft, which is not easy. It's kind of... I just spent a lot of time on those Zodiac boats in uh, Churchill, Canada. And, you know, the, the sides of the raft are kind of like the sides sides of a zodiac boat it's kind of like a big inner tube and it's wet and it's slippery and you're wet and you have to heave yourself up into this raft so this guy he's been flying almost as long as I have and he was telling me this story that when he was in training and that it was the dreaded pool day it was a dreaded raft day and they had only one flight attendant and now actually we have a lot of uh, more mature flight attendant trainees but like when I was in training it was like almost all 21 and 22 year olds and you know maybe somebody was a little bit older and he said in his training class they had one lady who was like in her mid 40s which was unusual at the time it's not now anyway so her name was Sheila and she's having trouble heaving herself up into this raft from the pool. It's not surprising. It's not easy. You think about it. You got to, you got to get yourself up over this wet, big inner tube. You're slippery. So his class, they were very supportive and they were going, Sheila, Sheila, go Sheila. You can do it. Sheila. They're like, so she finally gets herself up and over and her top comes down. (laughs) She's topless go Sheila okay so you've had some experienced dating pilots
2: yes they've been quite interesting actually (laughs) so um, one pilot asked me to lunch and I it's nice and I was like oh he didn't have a ring on so we went out to lunch and I said We'll call him Jim. So Jim, I'm really surprised you aren't married. And he's like, oh, I'm married. Not great. And I'm like, but you're not wearing a ring. Well, um, yeah, I don't wear a ring. And I said, well, what are you doing with me? And he said, well, I'm married, but it's a difficult situation because my wife is a paraplegic.
1: Really? it's okay but really is she yeah but he or does he just say that
2: no I've heard from people that it is true oh and he said that it's really difficult for him because he didn't know what he was getting into when he got married and she has no feeling
1: yeah that's difficult it's okay
2: from the waist down and so you must know how horrible this is for me Did you go for this? Uh, No. I said, check please. (laughs) And I was out there so fast, I ran to my car. I like that. Check please. Check please. (laughs) Another story. Another pilot didn't have a ring on. I said, he asked me out when we're out on a date and he said, I said, we'll call him Bob. Bob, I'm really surprised you're not married. Oh well i am married and i said well i asked you if you were married and he said no i'm divorced when i asked him if he was married he said i'm divorced and i said but i asked you and he said oh well i remarried Jeez. well that means that you're married when someone asks you if you're married that's a yes that is yes so do a check please there too oh yes because he said well you don't really understand and i said same thing and i'm like what wouldn't i understand and he's like well my wife is uh, anorexic (laughs) and it's really hard for me and i thought i'm sure it (laughs) is check please (laughs) goodbye (laughs) goodbye my third pilot i don't this seems to be a favorite among my friends my third pilot he lived in a different state, right. he flew to where I lived, and we went to a festival, and we were having the best time, he was crazy about me, um, but we found out we were at the festival, and all of a sudden something was in my eye, and oh. he's like, oh, are you okay? And I said, oh, it's okay, I just, I... Think there's something in my contact and he's like what you wear contacts what that's a deal breaker contacts he said oh this won't work I don't understand this man was ready to move to my state to be with me but then and this is the first date he wanted to move to be with me but when he found out I wore contacts he's like well our kids' oh can't be a pilot oh. if they don't have 20/20 vision. So I, in turn, cannot marry you because I have to have a pilot child. A pilot child.
1: So when he found out he didn't have 20/20 vision, he said, "Check, please." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And he flew home.
2: Yes. And he flew home. And then I thought, well, that was upsetting, but I thought, well, my friend, my family, especially my sister, would have absolutely hated him because he referred to himself as in the third person. Oh,
1: yeah, I don't like that either.
2: So when we would have these long talks, he would be like, well, Jeffy's got to go now. (laughs) Jeffy has an early morning sign-in, and Jeffy needs to get some sleep interesting so Jeffy wouldn't have lasted long in my family that would have been over very quick
1: I had one boyfriend who liked to talk in baby talk and I just can't do it (laughs) like he really wanted me to but I just can't be like oh baby 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 wants to kiss you I can't do it I just can't do it (laughs) (laughs) baby 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 wants her check please I've been talking about deal breakers and, you know, check, please. And I flew at this place and uh, we weren't talking about this, but she was talking about her husband and how she met her husband. And she said he had the right initials. And I was like, what? She goes, well, I said, you you married a guy because he had the right initials. And she said, well, no, you don't understand. It's more important than that. The last five generations of women in my family have married men with these same initials. And I met this guy with the same initials and I thought, I'm gonna marry that guy. And I was like, wow. (laughs) So the takeaway is don't wear contacts and have the
2: right initials. They had only one runway open that evening. And because we had a possible gear, collapse issue. They wanted us to land somewhere else. So you wouldn't shut the airport down. Right. So we go to L.A. and after we briefed the passengers. So you're doing like the emergency briefing oh, where yes, you're like yes. telling yes.
1: them we might have an emergency landing. Yes. All the really serious stuff, right? <laughs>
2: Absolutely. And so we land and this is back in the day when, you know, flight attendants got up off their jump seat and wandered through the cabin, you know, yep. after you taxi, And I'm walking through and this young girl says, why are we in L.A.? She hadn't heard of she yeah, but... Did she
3: slap through the yes, whole possible did. emergency?
1: Like, what is going on? Why are we in L.A.? <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
1: commuting to work on a flight in my uniform. And these two guys, they just seemed odd. Uh, I work with lots of people I notice when somebody's odd because it's in my best interest to notice that like especially on the ground so there isn't going to be a problem in the air but I'm not working but that that's always there that eyes keep your eyes open thing Uh, I remember when I very first started work one of the guys on my very first flight said you need to be cabin aware and I think that's really true so I generally am aware and I'm in my uniform sitting in my seat I'm actually going to training. We have to go every so often, you know, every... Anyway, and so I'm studying, minding my own business. But I could just tell these two guys were odd. So the guy who sits down next to me, I'm at the window. He's in, in, I'm at the window. He's in the middle seat, and he says... He sees that I'm in a uniform, and he goes, You wouldn't believe it, but I just got kicked off this, the last flight. And I'm thinking, hmm... Already, my spidey sense was right. So he he did something because he got kicked off a flight, and I said, "So well, what did you do?" And he goes, "I didn't do anything." And I'm thinking, mm, "We don't really kick people off the plane who don't do anything." <laughs> but I thought, I I thought I'm just gonna go back to my studying. I don't know. I don't know what's up with these two. They seem odd. Granted, it's like noon. It's not like I didn't think they were drunk. I didn't know what was with them. So then. That guy just wants to keep talking, and he says, Well, I guess you people at the airline are really particular about what people say. And I'm thinking, and I said, Yeah, airlines are are particular about that. Because I'm thinking, I don't know what he said. I don't even want to be in this conversation. I go back to my studying, and that guy The guy at the aisle says to his friend, don't talk to her. You're just going to get us in trouble again. And I'm just just looking at my stuff. And then I hear the guy at the aisle say to his friend, that's really inappropriate. And I I look up, not really look up, just sideways look up. He's got his shirt up and he's putting deodorant on. Okay. (laughs) That's a random thing to do on the plane. But you know what? They didn't do anything else. Like The other guy kept saying, don't get us kicked off this flight, too. I never did find out what they did on the flight before.
2: My husband was okay. manifesting on the way to L.A. when it was domestic business class, 7-6. Okay. And so he goes through and he asks everybody he's got an S-4 up there.
1: So uh, they're on a pass, like they're a friend of, a, of an airline employee.
2: And... So he manifested and was like, do you want this or the tortellini? So he finishes manifesting. He comes back and they lay down the appetizer and it was a shrimp appetizer. He lays it down and the guy looks at him and he goes, excuse me, sir, do I eat the tails on the tortellini? Do I eat the tails on the tortellini?
1: (laughs) So I went to our recurrent training that we have to do every 18 months and we don't like it. I'm sorry, but... In general, there might be a few flight attendants who like it. But in general, we don't like it because it's stressful. There's a lot of yelling because we're, always, we're going through all these different emergency evacuation and fires and terrorists and fighting, you know, self-defense. And oh, my goodness, it's just a lot. <laughs> so I have two stories about this. So the week before I went, and by the way, I was successful. Oh, my. I did. I was very good at my yelling. So uh, a week before I went, I saw a friend and she had just gone and she was like, oh my gosh, it was horrible. It was just horrible. And I was about to go the next week and you don't want to hear that it's horrible. And I'm like, why was that horrible? She goes, oh, because I was with, I won't say the name, but it's a flight attendant that she and I both know. And uh, I like her. And this other girl likes her also, but she's Interesting. She's, I don't know, maybe in air quotes, uh, country, <laughs> or maybe in air quotes, rough around the edges, <laughs> maybe has some anger issues. So this girl happened to be in training with this other girl. And uh, uh, one of the things you have to, we have these. We call them Bob. You know, it's a big rubber guy you hit. And so, we, you know, we have to, especially with all the stuff that's happened in the last few years on the plane, you know, you have to practice hitting the guy, hitting Bob. And you're supposed to say, no, get back. And you're supposed to back up and say, wait, stay away and help. And so, <laughs> so you know, like, no, stay away, help. And so this girl who's quote unquote country and rough around the edges she's going they said she so she was like no and she keeps hitting him and they're like uh, the instructors are like well that's not what you're supposed to do she goes I'm gonna get him down I'm gonna put my knee on his neck and they're like well no we don't do that okay so then at my training they show us a video and I have to say got a few tears um because like i said it's stressful you get your adrenaline going you're you're uh you have they you're getting you're being tested so you you have to come back at the end of the day you might have to come back the next day then you have to go back to training you you can get fired if you don't it's that's i think i don't get as stressed as a lot of people but i think it's like test anxiety because you know it's your job it's important so some people get very stressed, and so they showed us this video. And here's the guy; he's strapped into his jump seat, and he's, you know, yelling the commands because you're simulating, you're in an emergency, and you're getting judged, and somebody's watching you. And he has a heart attack. The guy, the flight attendant who's simulating an emergency, has his own emergency and has a heart attack attack right there in the training airplane the mock-up that we use and so the instructors were like you know so but this is what's interesting is he had a heart attack where you have the people who are instructing you on CPR and the defibrillator. So they went right on it. You know, they were like starting compressions, uh, getting help, getting the defibrillator, putting the pads on, shocking him. They did, you know, they called 911 and they did uh, CPR for, I believe, 20 minutes. And uh, he lived. Uh, You know, if you're gonna have a heart attack, it's actually a good place to have a heart attack where you have the people who are teaching CPR and defibrillation and first aid. You know, he picked, a, he picked a good spot. So the takeaway of these last few stories is don't wear contacts, have the right initials, and pick a good place to have a heart attack. No ads this month, but if you want to support the show, and I thank you so very much, if you take that little tiny bit of extra time, and you can even bookmark it, but go to my website, BettyInTheSky.com, click on any of the Amazon links. doesn't cost you any more, but it supports the show, and I like to see what people buy. This last month, somebody bought a fogless shower mirror for shaving, 15 hard hats, and I like this one, yours cruelly elvira memoirs of the mistress of the dark <laughs> so thank you so very much it'd be so kind to go to my website bettingthesky.com click through when you're gonna buy something on amazon and i thank you so very much
4: so who did you have on your flight <laughs> it's and a porn star oh um i was working a flight from new york to las vegas and i was briefing the XO. that's where he was seated at and so I briefed my x and I kept looking at him. He looks so familiar. I like, I just So don't you know. saw him? I did. You had seen him? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so did you say something? I did, I did. So when I finished my briefing, I like, do I know you? Like, have you been on my flight recently or anything like that? Like, because I feel like I know you from somewhere. He's like, no, you don't know. I mean, I haven't been on your flight recently, but you've probably seen me seen parts way. of you. <laughs> yeah.
1: You might have parts you remember.
4: <laughs> yeah, so I was kind of confused but I let it go so I went back to the galley.
1: So you hadn't figured it out? Not yet,
4: not yet. So we did our service, we finished everything and he went to the bathroom when he came out so he saw me so did you figure out where you saw me from? i like no, not yet. So he pulled his phone out and started showing me some of his content so my, fe- my <laughs> face just turned blood red. <laughs> Not only that I out myself that I'm gay, I out myself that I've seen his content. <laughs> his, his content. <laughs> his content. <laughs>
1: Maybe it's because I work on an airplane. Maybe it's because I do so much traveling. But it's always surprising to me that passengers don't even look to see what times their flights are, how long they have in an airport. So we landed in Madrid, and this first-class passenger said to me, it's like eight o'clock in the morning. And, uh, you know, you do the all night flight from the state. So now it's eight o'clock in the morning. And she says, um, excuse me, but my next flight, it says, it's it's at 1715. What, what time is that? Now this lady was sitting in first class. You assume people who sit in first class travel a lot, but you know, maybe they don't. And, uh, I said, well, that's 515 PM. And she's like, well, it's only 8 o'clock now. That seems like an awful long time to be at an airport. And I was thinking, hello? It's nine hours. You're just now noticing that you have a nine-hour layover at an airport? It's like, hello? I was talking to this guy who worked at customer service, like the information counter at the airport. And he said this little, nice, nice little old lady came up and said, um, I have a question. He's like, okay. And she said, why would somebody put a red bow on my suitcase? <laughs> you know, they put the bow on the suitcase so somebody like you wouldn't take it. But instead he said, ma'am, I don't think that's your suitcase.
2: i special meals going through my list and I get to the last row and there's this guy in it and I look at him and I look at the list I looked at it I looked at the list and I said, Did you order a kosher meal? Because it did not totally fit the and well, he goes, does it have bacon? And I said, No. <laughs> and he goes, then my wife ordered a kosher meal. I said, We don't serve pork on the airplane. So she did it so he wouldn't have New bacon.
1: <laughs> it's actually kind of a smart wife. For, for her. So this really fun flight attendant was telling me uh, that they had a misbehaving passenger. First she was swearing, she was, had been drunk, then she started spitting on them. She started spitting on them and she had two brand new flight attendants. And it escalated and she had told the pilot and she said, I'm, I'm going to go get the zip ties. Um, we rarely use the zip ties. I mean, I've used them once in my entire career, but there are times where you have to restrain someone. So she goes and gets the zip ties, come back, she comes back, and the two brand new flight attendants had this woman down on the ground. The one girl had her hands back like she was going to like hog tire, and the other one was about to shove a linen, a linen a linen napkin. She was about to put a linen napkin in the woman's mouth, and she's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? We don't do that! She gets them to disengage all that. You know, they they do the zip ties like they're supposed to. And later on, she goes, how did you even know how to do that? And the new flight attendant goes, my daddy was a calf roper. So I went kayaking twice in Churchill. And the first time, I didn't get hardly any pictures, even though the whales were coming right up by my kayak. But, you know, pictures or videos. But, you know, you can't go by whether or not you get good pictures and videos. You know, it's it's the experience. But you sometimes really want that too. Like you want both. So the second day I had brought, which I had never used, uh, I got a used GoPro on Poshmark. And sometimes that stuff's great because GoPro pros are expensive. Anyway, it came with a bunch of accessories. And one is like a strap that goes around your head and it, and the GoPro sits on your forehead and I was like okay well let's try that cuz this way I couldn't get any pictures the first time because I'd have to secure the paddle and then get the camera out and it was always too late for the whale so now I've got the camera on my forehead and this was perfect and I was like this is fantastic all I have to do is reach up and push the little button and it's good to go and the beginning part of the kayak there weren't that many great whales. And then somewhere along the way, I lost track, I guess, of when I was hitting record and when I was hitting stop because I recorded all the boring stuff. So I have like 12 minutes of me paddling back in and looking for whales. So when I reached up, I was turning it off when I thought I was putting it on record and sometimes you know like if that's the biggest of the trip i think everything's just fine
3: going on a trip by herself i can't remember where she was going but she flew on virgin atlantic yeah and she does kind of like you do she goes on trips by herself right so she goes up to talk to the um flight attendants on Virgin Atlantic and they're just chatting about different things and you know see you next Tuesday came up and different things like you just said about what to say on the card so people don't know what you're You know some
1: people about. might not know see you next Tuesday. Well true. It's, it's a bad word for a, a woman's private parts.
3: So what was their code? Oh so their code was um, when they didn't like how people were treating them and they wanted to like say something like you know we know better. You know, it's not us, it's you kind of thing. Yeah. So it's fig jam. Say it again. Fig jam. Fake jam. Fig. Oh, fig jam. Which I make. I make port wine fig jam and I can it every year.
1: Port wine fig jam. Yes.
3: So what it stands for is I'm great, just ask me. (laughs) Can you say that again? I'm great, just ask me. So, my husband made me tags with a, fig, the, a fig, fig leaf on the front, and you turn it over, and I said I want it to go F-I-G-J-A-M, this way, so that then you can say, "Fun kind of great, just ask me, and I put that tag on my fig jam now, after I heard that story.
1: This flight attendant was telling me that she was on a flight where this couple, a man and a woman, went into the lab together a few times. Did you hear that? They went into the lab together a few times on one flight. And she said, um, you know, you can't do that. And they said, uh, it's okay, we're married. And she's like, it doesn't matter. You still can't do that.
3: When I was based in Memphis, The only thing we had transoceanic was
4: Amsterdam. Amsterdam.
3: So we would do those together as much as we could hold them um, because I wasn't a senior back then, but we could get them. So my friend, he's a kitchen designer, he helped me with the pantry. He's also a flight attendant. So we're on the DC-10 and we had this thing up in the ceiling where you could open it, and then we had two director's chairs up there. So we could bring the chairs down and sit around. I remember that. Yeah, and so, I mean...
1: Wait, so you had that thing in the ceiling with director's chairs. Yeah. for so, you to sit.
3: Yeah, so we've got those down, and I'm... Well... It,
1: yes, we had them at one okay, point. Okay, so... 70,
3: 70, 70, 70. Yeah. So, it was junior, and he got the galley only because there were um, either 42 or 62 special meals, and so all the senior people that usually like the galley, because they, they didn't have to come it. out, yeah. that was a galley position, they didn't have to come out, and um, it wasn't the fee. So, <clears throat> we got the galley, it started on the ground, this um, uh, guy from India kept coming back to the galley well, had all 42 meals right. all, over. <laughs> all <laughs> over all these pull everywhere. All, all over the counters, the yeah. All over the counters, stacked up, marking them, doing it. And he comes back and he go, hands him his baby's bottle and goes, warm up my baby bottle. <laughs> I need you to warm up a baby bottle. Like, uh, we don't have any way to warm up the baby bottle. I'm sorry, <clears throat> so he goes back to his seat. About five seconds later, he comes back again. I need you to warm up my baby button. And goes, I can't warm your baby bottle up. And um, he goes, I'm sorry, we don't have a way to do that. So he comes back the third time, and goes, Do you see all this? All this? I don't have time to worry about your baby bottle. And so then. <clears throat> I finally goes back, sits down, and it's over for them. So then we get the service done. And now here he comes again. Yeah,
1: of course he comes again.
3: I need you to warm up my baby, please. <sighs> I told you I can't warm up your baby bottle. And I go like this. Uh, I was like this, and he was like this, and he was like this, and I go like this.
1: And I go, oh my God. You put it in front of your face. <laughs> So I've mentioned before that we have a key to get into the crew rest area so the passengers don't wander in there or someone doesn't try to stow away on the next flight, etc. So one day it's time for me to go to crew rest and my key <clears throat> won't turn. And I was like, "There's some, this, this door's broken. So then another flight attendant comes by and I'm like, I can't get my, my key won't work. And she was like, here, I'll try mine. And it opened and I was thinking okay I'm gonna have to take this key into the supervisor and get a new key something's wrong with my key so <laughs> later on I'm home and I have a couple I have a couple of those keys because I in case I lose one and um, I think to myself oh that's right I got to make myself a note to take this one key and that's not working and then I'm looking at the two keys and they don't look the same. The one that I was trying to get into crew rest with was my house <laughs> No wonder it did not work. A little story from my August trip to Churchill, Canada to see the beluga whales. You know, the kayaking was really fun, and especially when it wasn't rough. And um, just to have those kia- the whales so close, they'd come up to the kayak. It was just, it really, it was fantastic freaking tastic and there was this girl really cute girl from australia and we were we were done and we were bringing the kayaks in and she said this was one of the best days of my entire life and you know what i was thinking it is one of those really special days but i also had to step back and be full of gratitude to know that because of this flight attendant job that I have and because of the flight benefits that I've had that I have I've been so fortunate that I've had a lot of those This is one of the best days of my life days That's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. So in November, so I still have one episode after this. And then I'm going to Tanzania uh, to Zanzibar, the island of Zanzibar. And, you know, the people from Europe or the Caribbean, they call it Tanzania. (laughs) I think that sounds so much more fun than Tanzania. So in November, I'm going to Tanzania. So I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel around the world to Tanzania together. Thanks. Bye.
0: Hey, kids, when you fly together, she'll tell you where she's been. Fastened for takeoff, and the signal is strong. Oh, Betty in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt. B-b-b-b- Betty and the chicks. Oh, she's weird and wonderful. Oh, Betty, she's a podcast.